Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for you, a friend, or a loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer requests. And while you're there, please join our team of prayer warriors. Your angels say that prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt here on earth. Feel your angels' love right here, right now, as they surround you, and be on the lookout for positive, loving messages that are meant specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with Shelby, who's going to tell her angel stories. Shelby, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julie. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, I'm so honored to have you. Um, So I know that you've got some angel stories that kind of all intertwine for us today. I'm just going to have you take it away. Great. Thank you so much, Julie. Um, So uh, my mother and I had a severed uh, relationship for a a long time. Um, We were separated when I was eight and remained estranged for the rest of my childhood. I've never felt much resentment towards her, however, um, due to my understanding that she struggled with mental health issues and due to her own experience of childhood. So that partnered with her devastation of um, just being brokenhearted um, with her marriage ending and separated from her children. I always had a great amount of sympathy for her. She developed severe addiction to alcohol and drugs and sank deeper into this as years passed, um, which ultimately took her life when I was 26, um, the weekend of my birthday, actually. She would have been 50 in um, the the following December. And due to my exposure to and my own experience of uh, trauma between my parents or or just my upbringing, um, I was really reactive to her death um, and rather than emotional. Very fight or flight is how I kind of dealt with things, especially in my young adulthood. So when... I did slow down to process her passing. It was really hard for me to connect to her and get affirmation that she was okay. Um, This wasn't only due to our lack of connection, but more correlated from the state in which she passed. She was homeless, living in a warehouse in a rough area of um, Richmond, California, and was very deeply lost in her addiction. Um, Her place of death, I collected some of her belongings and just she was kind of paused in time there she had like a fire truck that she had saved from her my brother and he he's an adult so it just kind of um it was just showed she was just kind of paused in our in that dark or not dark but dense place in her life so i saved some pictures she had of us there and found a drawing of a hawk she let me choose my brother's name, Hawk. Well, that's his middle name, but nonetheless. So this was very special to me. Um, she had written in some papers 
that uh, in that area also that she wakes up alone, um, cold and unable to find her children. So um, this was really heartbreaking and makes you think she would still be living in that lost state of being um, as she did for all those years. I really worried for her soul as she passed in this state of unconsciousness. It's difficult to put into words lightly, but one thing I did expect in her passing would be that I would no longer worry for her, but this became apparent quite quickly that I worried for her more now than I ever did. Um, her uncle, I'm sorry, my uncle, her eldest brother, shared some music and two songs that really resonated with me um, since they have the horn and my mother played the French horn. Um, instantly, this brought me to connect to her in a sweet memory placed um, before separation when I was still with her as a daughter and she as my mother. I was finally able to cry, send her love and the next day, a dragonfly came and stayed in our house for three days. Um, it was black with a streak of her favorite color through its chest, unlike any dragonfly I ever saw. It was a jade color green. Every year during the anniversary of her death, we are visited by a dragonfly that hangs about for a few days or a few hours. Um, me and my children get excited and we've taken even family pictures, um, with our, these visitors, um, and on our way to cel uh, her celebration of life that I pretty much solely put together two months postpartum with my fourth child, um, at the end of our road, which was on a really short fence, um, in a residential area. So it was not you don't really see birds like that. So that was instantly I smiled and I said, hi, mama. <laughs> and I knew it was my guides and her um, lifting my spirits. Uh, hawks have always been my maternal symbol since even before her departure. And then on a random station uh, on a radio I had never heard before came on um, a song. It's by a band called I Draw Slow um, and it's called Souvenirs. I was in, intrinsically following every word in the song's lyrics. It states, uh, something old, new, borrowed, and something blue. We got blue hydrangeas for her funeral, and I gave out forget-me-nots, which was her favorite flower, as well as that is blue in color. Uh, also rewinding a bit, when I was in high school, uh, about high school age, my father gifted me a box of letters he had kept that they had shared between the two of them. And in the end of these writers, she always, uh, sorry, in the end of these letters, she always writes for keeps at the end. And in this song that is also mentioned in the lyrics. So it was uh, just a correlating amount of just love. Um, currently I'm, I'm working in a hospital. I work um, not knock shifts or during the night. And some days, Sometimes for no reason at all, but often consistent with when I'm having a particularly difficult day, a rough shift maybe, or even battling a little bit of depression because that happens sometimes. When over the head, like over the overhead speakers, um, one of the songs that my uncle, her brother shared with me um, and I used during her service will play throughout the whole hospital. <laughs> 
And I've shared this with certain coworkers and we all take it as a little love from above. And um, these are speakers that don't consistently work. Many people don't know they even exist. <laughs> so it's always one of the sweetest surprises and it happens pretty regularly. And my mom absolutely lets me know that she is okay now and even reminds me that I am okay when I'm not so sure. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, she is doing the work and is with me now even more than she was in life. It doesn't seem like much or, or very exciting, um, maybe, as an angel story, but many would shrug maybe at the scenarios um, or not realize them even happening. But to me, it have touched my heart and been a great reminder that my ancestors and loved ones are here with me and want me to know their omnipotent love, even though these are small acts. To me, they are some of the most powerful example of love taking form. My goodness, Shelby, that's so amazing. And I remember um, going through her belongings, finding that some of the paperwork and the things that were kind of like dense or heavy to deal with. And I found a picture of a hawk and I remembered that. So I went to grab it today and there's a dragonfly. <gasps> oh there's my goodness. A green, there's for, a green dragonfly with a hawk. <laughs> you're going to have to send us a picture of this, but for anybody who's watching over on YouTube, can you hold it up just like um, full frame for a second? So here's a complete hawk and, and a dragonfly and she made that. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, yeah, she sure. made it. Ushi, we called her Ursula. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So what do you work with when it comes to like the hospital? What is it that you do exactly? Um, I do intake and like registration. Um, I was doing like a tech position for a while. I've been there for 14 years. So I've done surgery registration. And currently I'm just focusing on um, working at night. It's a little bit more, it's less busy. And um, we recently relocated and for numerous reasons, I'm, I'm also in school right now. So I'm able to, um, <clears throat> I'm able to um, focus on that a little bit rather than so much uh, the hustle and bustle of being in an ER. Yes. Yeah. Can we go deeper into a couple of things? I would love to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I know that people like that I am biologically related to have some things going on mental health wise, right? And I was always very, very cognizant of that as a kid and, and had this kind of questioning, well, like, would I have that? Would my child have that? And your mom is very clear that you have worked through a lot, like where you know that your path and her path are very, very different. And you've done so much work to bring healing into your life to really recognize that it wasn't that she didn't want to be there for you. It was that she just mentally wasn't completely here in the typical sense. Does that make sense? It does. It took me a while to realize it was 
that was part of the equation because before I just knew that she was heartbroken and that she had addiction. But I, as I've grown and learned more about her childhood and, and even how my own childhood has had some, some, you know, effects to that degree. Um, I just know now in with working just with her energy and what I've come to learn, like, I know she was not chemically all sound and it wasn't something that was that I would have been able to know at a young age. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you feel like you went into nursing a little bit because of that? Um, I think it's always kind of been something. Yes. Short answer. Yes. But I'm also always been really maternal and not to like pat myself on the back, but nurturing. And I, I definitely think that that would have been in the cards, maybe even if I hadn't kind of been like a parent to parents and other people. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. So she's kind of jumping all over the place a little bit, but I want you to see what she's showing me. Cause you and I, like she began with a little bit of a reading right at the beginning, even before you and I, um, like hopped on. She keeps showing me, this is hard right now. And I want to express this because there's a lot of people who say like, talk, there's toxic positivity, right? And that there's also not everything does happen for a reason. And I get both of those things. But when you work with energies of people who have had severe mental health issues here, who have had deep depression or who have passed of suicide, and I'm working with those beings on the other side and working with people here who maybe had suicidal thoughts but chose to stay or had really life, like difficult life circumstances but chose to stay, there really is two energies we can either choose to look at the cards that were dealt and say i don't love this but i'm gonna take this and i'm going to do the best that i can with these cards i'm going to use this to help people i'm going to use this um, to create a better family system for myself and and then there's others who are like like they just can't attach to anything and so I'm kind of confused in life right now. And I've been working with my angels and I don't have it down a hundred percent on how you talk about it, right? Because I don't want to be part of like that toxic positivity and I don't want to be that person that's like, everything happens for a reason. But your mom comes through really clear and shows like you were dealt certain cards and you were one of these people who took those cards and said, I'm here. I want to be here. I have purpose here. She said that you, 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 since you were a little girl, knew that you would have a family. Like you always wanted to have that family and have that, those kids and that your career is all tied into this too of that is you being a healer there are healers in every different line of work and she just really takes you close almost not um i'm not saying it's almost like her hugging your five or six year old self and just pulling you close and saying i am so proud of you 
I'm so proud of you for taking the cards that you were dealt. And um, she's going to have me cry just running with them because you've made something so incredibly beautiful out of your life. And she said, not everybody could have done what you've done with your life. And so I just need you to know how proud she is of you, how much she loves you. And she keeps showing me your life review, uh, her life review on the other side. Friend, if the idea of connecting to your angels and changing your life using your very own spiritual gifts sounds amazing and is deeply resonating with you today, I want you to go on my website and check out my angel membership. Registration is open. Sign up today and you'll get access to new course content and events each week and a private community. Members love how everything you need for your spiritual awakening is all in one place. Sign up today, Angel Membership. It's incredibly healing. Also, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes below. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. Lastly, check out the upcoming events page on my website, theangelmedium.com, because we have a lot of upcoming events that I know you're going to be interested in. I got to tell you, there are some times where, like, my dad knew he was coming to muck stuff up, right? He knew that he was coming to have some fun. He knew that he was coming to play a role. Your mom didn't have any control over it, right? Like she didn't have any free will choice over what was happening chemically within her brain, within her body. And when I see her in her life review, it's not karma that she took on, right? Because she didn't have a choice in it. Um, and so her karmic life review was really fast in and out. Um, and she is fully cognizant, right? She is fully herself on the other side. And she's able to do so much, not just for you, but did she know your husband? before she passed because she loves him, loves him and adores him, loves and adores your son, which I feel like she got to know um, maybe more than the other children. And, and she's there for all of your girls too, of just like she's on everybody's spirit team. And that five or six year old part of you, like she takes you by the cheeks and she pulls you close and she goes, none of your girls, none of your kids have my like genes passed down to them. You don't have the same things. And so those days where you feel like that depression come in or some other, you know, life gets tough. Like there are some days where I'm like, I'm not okay. You're not okay. We're all not okay. Like, how do we express this? We all have these ups and these downs. And sometimes the downs feel really down. 
She said, but still in those moments, what you're going through is not the same path as her path. Do you understand that? Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope that helps a little bit. It does so much. It does. I appreciate you so much and everything that you share. I was not expecting that was so precious. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, and I really understand what you, you uh, were talking about just the toxic positivity and not being too much on the, everything happens for a reason, but I do think it's the duality of both and, And just from my experience, maybe she might show you differently, but truly I, the things that I encountered in my life helped my spirit and evolve. And, and I wouldn't change. I love the parents that I had and, and the grandparents and, and the life and childhood and everything that I've gone through is has made me who I am. And that sounds kind of cliche, but it's, there's so much more depth to it than that because it really completely is what I needed to evolve and transcend to grow. Yeah. I feel a hundred percent talk to people though, because there's people who listen to this podcast who are younger and and it it's not something that we come to right away. Like, did you feel that exact same way of what you just spoke about, like in your teens or, or in your early 20s? Or did you have to like come to that? I, I think anything that I, I felt as far as um, frustration or resentment or any of those feelings, I truly feel like they were learned. Yeah. From what you see in society, and it's kind of like what you're made, how you're made to react in those scenarios. In my heart of all hearts, I never resented my mom. I longed for her. I worried for her. I missed her. I never resented. I maybe resented the choices they made for themselves. Like even, um, you know, whether it's relationship selections or staying in a a bad situation for too long, maybe I resented that scenario. But I do feel like a pretty young age, I was okay with things. And that also could have been conditioning from my environment. We grew up in a different generation. You don't say like, this is what I think we should be doing right now. You just kind of, you don't complain. You don't ask for things at the grocery store. Like that's the type of uh, parenting that had, and I don't regret it, but, and maybe I would have been more boisterous and it's taken me some time to kind of build that confidence to say when I don't feel like something like that's a no for me or when I, when, yeah, just when something's a no for me and being able to voice that that's, that's taken time to learn. And I feel like I veered away from your question a little bit. No, 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 no. I think it's so great. No, it's interesting. I like what you said about the frustration being like a learned behavior that you were okay with it. Like you had peace with it. Um, And I think that that's what spirit wants to get to today for some parents who are listening, who are like, but we're going through this and my kiddo has to be struggling because X, Y, and Z is going on. 
it's interesting because I haven't thought about this in so long, but when my parents were getting divorced when I was about in eighth grade, there was a duality to it, right? Of I remember being so mad on one hand at my dad for making the choices that he did, but so relieved and had so much peace that these two people were not together anymore. And I wasn't going to have to live in that toxicity anymore. It was just wonderful. And so I have this memory, had this memory come back as you were talking of being in the backseat of my mom's car and her being like, okay, well, we got to get you to the counselor and we got to like go figure this out because you have to be struggling. And it was like, (laughs) I was, I was a little bit like with understanding what had happened, like with my dad, but there was so much peace of just like, hallelujah, (laughs) you guys aren't together anymore. And, and there was a lot of peace at that time. I used to call that canceling. (laughs) <laughs> instead of counseling, canceling. Oh, instead of talk to me about that. Well, it, well I had gone to uh, canceling because um, I actually trigger warning. Uh, I was sexually abused as a kid, so I I went to counseling for that, and it was mainly hot chocolate and marshmallows. Like it was fun. We drew pictures. It was it, but I do think a lot of it helped me tremendously. Yeah. I, I have gone to counseling on and off, even in my, for my marriage or for parenting. Like you said, it is hard raising children. Um, (laughs) it is not easy. Uh, my 14 year old and I have had some ups and downs and, uh, my, one of my really, really close friends says like, you don't raise them in a day. You do not raise your kids in a day. And you know, you know, you think I've spent 14 years raising this human and he's kind and all these beautiful things and something happens and you're like, wait, what's going on? Can, can we talk? What happened? And I was like, everything changes. It's changing all the time. Yeah. So I feel like I had to learn how to do counseling though. I feel like I had to learn how to do it because like to your point before we were raised in a different time i was raised in the 80s you're right you didn't really have a say it was eat everything on your plate do as you're told don't ask for anything at the store you had zero voice and then you go into a counseling office and they're asking you for your thoughts and you're like well, what the fuck is this like i'm good that you know i'm not supposed to make waves i'm not supposed to talk about anything and now you're asking me to talk about all of this stuff yeah. and um that was a huge learning curve to to have to learn how to go inward and actually be able to analyze understand what was going on inside yeah yeah, and and learn those questions to ask yourself because sometimes you really just don't even know where to start or what to even ask yourselves. And and I'm such a believer in in that process. And I am happy that it's evolved a lot. Like there's equine therapies um, where you can go with horses, which is phenomenal because um, they're such an energetic field, right? And you're just like, and that is an amazing thing to experience in art and music and sound. And there's, I think drawing and journaling is some of the best canceling that you can do. But um, 
I, I do think when you can be asked the, the right questions to analyze things can be just really liberating because you don't even realize those patterns in your life that start from things like divorce or sexual abuse or depression and just the things that you encounter in your childhood, you might not even be aware of, but you start looking at the patterns and seeing, oh, wow, I did really take on the role of mother a lot of my life. Maybe that's why I'm choosing to be in the medical field or maybe I, I moved a lot and maybe that's why I've been in the same house for as a young adult for 13 years before deciding to finally move. <laughs> like you just see how what patterns were not yours. Yeah. And yeah. that can be very liberating. You just because you moved around all the time like that or your parents had different relationships, those were not your patterns. You were innately infected by them. But yeah. It's interesting oh. to see that shift. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Well, and I loved how you brought up all the different types of therapies because it's almost like there's there's um so much happening in the world right now with healers that if anybody's listening to this like if you feel called to help people in a certain way but you're like julie there's nothing out there that exists like what i want to create that's okay there was never equestrian like horse therapies at one time there was never art therapies at what time one time or sound therapies and now there are because somebody created them and the souls that those therapies resonate for are hugely benefited by that therapy just existing. And so if you feel called to create something in this life that is unique, that's amazing. That is your own. And that is spirit working through you as a tool here on earth that they can birth something into this world through you that can help and serve so many other people. And so I'm just, I feel so blessed to have you on the show today, Shelby. Thank you. It's the feeling is mutual. So beautiful. Amazing. It's so nice to talk to you. I'm starstruck. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. no. I'm ending the podcast differently now. I want to end them with a prayer and either you could say the prayer or I could say the prayer or we could kind of do it together. I wonder if we could do it for everybody struggling with mental health stuff right now, their families and the people surrounding them who love them. Could we do that? I would love to. And, and just because I'm feeling called to say uh, I would love to include the um, Native American people of this area because they've dealt with that, especially uh, how um, alcoholism and drugs have pulled into uh, their, you know, their parents, kind of the ones that went to boarding school and then all of these mass, they're not even really graves, they're, you know, young children that were taken advantage of and just these families were destroyed for like three generate well much longer than three generations but just what's in my mind right now is as I look at you know what happened with my grandma my mother and me it's very a lot of stuff uh generational stuff addiction and then how that affects where we live today and the earth so 
if we can. I want you to lead us in this prayer because you just have this background knowledge about these different pieces. Is that okay? I'll give it a shot. Perfect. There's no wrong way to pray. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, God, universal love, I pray to you, Creator, that you heal these generational traumas. I pray seven generations back for myself and seven generations afterwards and for Mother Earth. And I pray for love to surround these survivors of these traumas and heartache and just fill them with the greatest, deepest, biggest hug of um, nurturing and healing and, and love. Mm, I love that. Amen. That's perfect. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Everybody, I hope that you love praying with us at the end of the podcast now. And I hope that when we pray, you just pray with us and feel energy moving through you out into the world to whoever that we're praying for that day. And always feel welcome to add your own little prayer here at the end. We are looking for angel stories. So if you have them, you could go over to the website, theangelmedium.com and submit your angel story. Um, but Shelby, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are a wonderful, beautiful soul. And it was just such an honor to get to know you and meet you today. So, so honored. Thank you so much, Julie. You too. Thank you, everyone. You too. Bye, everyone. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are sitting around you now, who's connecting with you, and how they're supporting you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a virtual session. You can do a reading with me or a member on my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the best they can to support you and guiding you to the life you want to live. Virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website, never, never, never offered on social media, only offered on theangelmedium.com. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn energy healing, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and business mastery skills. That's the Angel Reiki School. You can find more information on theangelmedium.com or DM me over on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions you have. Friends, before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hand on your heart, taking a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love in front of you. 
I want you to step into that love in front of you. And I want you to feel it as it fills your body, your chakras, and your auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs> 